Hello. How are you doing? And welcome to Soul Mindfulness Podcast. Today we're going to talk about poo. <laughs> um, IBD, to be more specific. Um, irritable Bowel Disease, not to be mistaken with IBS, which is Irritable Bowel Syndrome. Um, there's, there is a crossover of these things, but um, today specifically IBD. Now, I know, I know quite a bit about IBD. I've had and lived with um, Crohn's colitis for, well, since the 90s. And it's um, it, it took over my life. It, it was life-threatening. Um, and... And I've had many, many life-saving and life-altering operations because of Crohn's colitis. And, and it's surprising how many people actually have uh, Crohn's colitis, other IBDs, etc. And, and are living with it in their lives. But what I want to do is show you how you can live a slightly more normal life with IBD. And I want to show you how you can calm the symptoms of it. Now, IBD itself is a disease which is incurable. And when a lot of people have got this diagnosis of um, when the doctor finally says, yes, this is what the problem is, um, it kind of, it's like they've been given a label. And as soon as that label is given to them, the world kind of just crashes around them. And don't get me wrong, I understand it's a devastating thing to hear. And, and so, again, don't think that I'm being blasé about it and don't think that I take it lightly. And anything that I say to you that, um, oh, try this, try this, try this, is because it's worked for me and hundreds of other people um, that have been helped with it. And the fact is that I lived with it. I still live with it. I'm now disabled through it and uh, because because it, it got the better of me. Um, I've had my bowels removed, I've got an ileostomy, uh, a permanent ileostomy, and I've had lots and lots of operations with it. And if you, I mean, I'm not going to go into all that detail here in this podcast, but if you look on, um, on my Facebook or my website, etc., you'll see a bit more information about how it did uh, and how it did alter my life. Um, but what it also did was see, let me look at different ways of living my life and different ways of using meditation, breath work, mindfulness to actually make me enjoy life more. And and this is what I want to do for other people, use my experiences to help other people in their lives. Now, if you, again, are suffering or know somebody that's living with these conditions, you'll know that worry, stress, anxieties, and, and other things play a major part in the disease itself. For example, it involves a lot of pooing and we don't talk about it enough because it's a bit taboo, isn't it? You know, oh, we can't let people know. I'm going to the toilet. Why are you going to the toilet? You've been 20 times today. Oh, well, in that case, I'll try and hold it in and it just causes damage. But we just don't talk about it as much. When I, um, when it was very, very active with myself, which lasted for a long, long time, I had to, I was traveling the country um, I had my corporate job then. I was traveling the country, going to different businesses and helping them with their mindset and coaching for management and staff and business coaching, staff coaching, sales training, 
um, all kinds of different, you know, basically just helping people look at things differently. I used to have to travel, some days I'd travel up to Scotland and then be back in um, in Chester, for example, in the same day. So there's a lot of travel and a lot of work. And I had to have three or four suits in my car um, and lots of spare underwear um, in case I, quite frankly, pooed myself while I was driving. And when it was first happening, obviously it was very embarrassing and I didn't tell many people about it. I'm just going to have my drink. And, and so I would worry about it more. And then I realized that by worrying about it more was making it more active and, and it was doing more damage to me. And it all came to a head one day when I was actually late for a meeting. And, and because, <laughs> because on the journey, um, I had several um, toilet accidents, should we say. Uh, I pooed myself. And, it, and I was like, oh my God, so I kept having to stop, go and clean myself up, change my trousers, <laughs> change my undies and whatever. Um, this is a bit graphic, if you, I'm sorry about that, but, it, I have, but I'm very realistic. I'm, you know, I don't hide things about these things because I think we need to talk about it more. So, you know, these things would happen. And I remember walking into a meeting and they said, oh, you're, you're late, you're late. We started ages ago, where have you been? And you know what? I was that frustrated. I was that frustrated. I just, I, I said, what? Where have I been? I said, Sorry. I pooed myself and they looked at me and that's when I realized I'd actually took, um, I'd actually empowered myself because they were more embarrassed than me. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know, they didn't actually know how to, how to respond. And you know, it wasn't planned. I didn't think I'm just going to say this now. I'm going to do this. It was something that just came out. I thought, hold on, why should I be embarrassed? Why, why should I, why should it affect me more? So I just said, because it's, it's an illness that's part of life. So I said, no, yeah, sorry, I pooed myself. And they said, oh, oh, uh, oh, say sorry. And I said, yeah, I've got Crohn's colitis. And that's, and they went, all right, okay, are you okay now? So I said, yeah, I've cleaned up. And we carried on with the meeting. So from then on, it was out in the open. It was just as it was. And, you know, and I, I laugh about it, I joke about it. And I give myself the power of, I'm living with this illness and disease, but I'm still getting on with my life. And I'm not gonna be embarrassed about it because, because it's an invisible illness and to do with the bowels, we, we kind of try and hide it. But other people with illnesses don't hide it and they just get on with it. Um, you know, it's part of their lives and people see it. If it's a physical disability or physical illness, people see it and therefore, it's there. So instead of hiding it, just let it be there. Let it be known. This is what happens. This is what happens to me. And these are the symptoms of it. And this is how it affects me every day. This is how it might affect me at work. And this is how it might affect me at, at home. Um, when people are saying, you know, let's go for a walk and what have you, don't say, no, I can't go and let people down. Say, okay, yeah, I'll go for a walk, but can we go somewhere where these toilets, can we go somewhere where it's not too far or these cafes or these places to stop and plan your route that way don't hide don't hide it and don't suffer and let your life suffer with it live your life around it or in partnership with it so you're living together and therefore the stresses will diminish and it'll just then become part of your life so anyway so so yeah so i've gone on a little bit so uh, breath work 
breathwork and meditation. If I was to say to somebody during a Crohn's or, or during a flare-up, if you like, a flare-up is when um, a period of our life when the disease becomes very active. Um, so it's very painful, bedridden, can't stop going to the toilet. But actually, it's not just going to the toilet and pooing. You know, we bleed from our bottom. There's lots of cramps, really bad pain. And it affects not just our body. Uh, it really, really, really affects our mental health. Um, and, it, uh, you know, it, it, I say it can just, it can ruin a person. So the key is to try and reduce the flares. And by using mindfulness, by using breath work and meditation, we'll actually relieve our stresses and worries of life and help us look at things in a more positive way, which in turn will reduce your um, flare-ups. What have you? And there's actually studies been shown to this um, that you know breath work, simple breath work will help you. It, breath work and meditation helps with your immune system. It certainly helps with your energy and your positivity and your whole mind look, mindset and things, your, your outlook. Um, and it helps with IBD. So the key is, is to replace the panic and the worry and the anxiety with more of a positive outlook. Now, I speak about this a lot of times and I speak to a lot of people about it. I, when I describe, when I talk to people about depressions or anxieties, depression, and again, please don't think I'm being um, blase about this because as you may know, I do have PTSD. So I know a lot of, I know about things like this, um, but I just like to put things into a nutshell if you like. So depression, is when we suffer or worry or are upset about something that's happened in the past. It's gone, it's done. Um, you know, I suffered depression when I, um, after not my first operation, because I was too poorly to even think about that, but as your years went on and something else happened and left me in, in a slightly worse state, or quite a bit of a worse state, I didn't realize that I was suffering depression and um, because, but I, it was a, about something that, you know, it was about these things that had happened. I was fed up, pissed off, if you like, about the things that had been taken away from me and more concerned about the things that I couldn't do anymore. And it was, and it really, really sent me down to a very deep place, a very dark place. Um, but when I got my head together, if you like, I realized, you know, you, you look at it and you think, well, hold on. I can't change anything. Nothing can change from this. So what can I do? Well, I, I'm not just going to let my life crumble and let my wife down and my family down and or more importantly, myself down. Not more importantly, you know what I mean? But importantly, my, letting myself down because I've still got so much to offer. So the way that I'd been left by the illness and operations and disabilities and what have you, um, we're there now. They were just part of my life now. So I had to adapt my life. But look at what I had left. I had my I had my mind left. I had my mental strength left. I had all my experience of my life um, growing up, where I did, how I did, etc. I had my work experience, which was all to do with jewellery, but also to do with coaching and helping people with their mindsets. I had so much to give. So I adapted my life and... And now I do what I do, and I'm, you know, and I'm good at it. 
and because I've put everything into it and I realise where my strengths lie. So my actual disabilities have become huge abilities for me. And that's the way I look at it now. Anxiety. Anxiety is worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. It's worrying about this might happen, this might happen, and this might happen. And the more we worry about it, the more we get anxious about it. And therefore, we, we don't do things just in case this imaginary thing might happen. Okay, so, and this is where we have to combat um, thinking and worrying about what could happen. By replacing it with thoughts of, well, this could also happen. And we've replaced what the bad things that we're worried about. We're replacing things with good things that might happen. So, you know, this might happen and I'm worried about it. Yeah, but it also might not happen or this could happen and it could be a good outcome. And we do that or we think, okay, this might happen. So I'm worried about it. So we think, okay, well, if it might happen, let's see what we can do about it. So, for example, if you've got IBD and you are worried about going on a trip or worried about traveling somewhere or just simply worried about leaving the house. Okay, so the alternative is to stay in the house and fester if you like. Or we can look at, okay, well, I'm going to go out and do this and this might happen. Namely, I might crap myself. Okay, so what am I going to do about it? Now... Within, right, okay, so first of all, I'm going to take some wet wipes. I'm going to take some spare undies. I'm going to take a rucksack with some spare clothes in it. And I'm also going to go to a place where there's toilets. Or to be honest with you, you could go to the big woods and stuff like that. And people might not be there. Crap in the woods, bears do it. But the fact is, what I'm saying is that plan for it. Okay, if, it's going to, if it might happen, plan in case it does happen. And then if you do go out and you do have the accident... Then you're not walking around with soiled pants and a mess. You go into the, into the bathrooms or you go into the woods or whatever and clean yourself up. Clean yourself up and change your clothes and put your clothes into a plastic bag, back in your rucksack and carry on with your day. Because it's not your fault that it's happened. And it's not to be ashamed of. It's something that's happening to you because you've got a disease, an illness. But what is happening to you is that you're showing the strength and the resilience to live with it and carry on with your life. And this is where, back to my main point, where mindfulness, meditation and breath work can really, really come in handy. Okay, so with breathing, you just do some very simple steps. When we start getting anxious or things start building up inside us, we can either push them down get frustrated, get upset, get stressed, and it causes all kinds of issues within us. Or we can take a moment to take a nice deep breath. I do a free ebook, which is on my website, www.soulbeads.co.uk. And it's a free ebook just about um, basic meditation, but it goes into quite a bit about breath work and how breath work works with your brainwaves. So when we feel ourselves getting anxious or, or worrying about something, if we just do some simple, deep breaths, but not deep breaths into your chest, deep breaths so you push them all the way through into your tummy and feel your tummy expand. Now, after three or four of these deep breaths, what will happen is that your brain will switch 
into a different wave. Namely, it should go into an alpha wave. And when it's in the alpha wave, it's easier to, it's more of a relaxed state. So it's easier to influence it. And better is influencing it with positive thoughts. So when you start getting a bit anxious about, oh my God, I'm going to have to go for a walk. What if there's no toilets? What if there's this? What if there's this? What if I do this? Take some deep breaths. Right into your tummy. And as you breathe out, just think, oh, well, I'll do this. I'll pack a spare set of clothes. I'll pack some wet wipes. If it happens, it's not my fault. It's just the illness. It's going to be okay. Set out with your positive thoughts. If it happens, it happens. But be prepared mentally for it to happen. And remember, it's just part of your life. You've got it, you can do it. That's a very, obviously, very simplified way of looking at it. I do, um, you know, you can work with me to do more in-depth breath work and mindfulness and meditation and really help um, and I can really help using the NLP into how you can sort of just adjust your brain into thinking um, in more of a positive way. And you can use breath work and meditation and other techniques such as NLP, you can use them to help with the pain when you are actually, these things I'm telling you to hopefully prevent as many flare-ups as you get, but you're still going to end up with some flare-ups now and again. But the breath work and the meditation side of it to help with pain relief is very effective and it'll actually help you be more comfortable when you do have a flare-up and when you are rushing to the toilet or you're sat on the toilet thinking that you need to poo but you actually can't poo um, and it's hurting and it's making you fed up well with these techniques it'll actually take your mind off that and just know that it's just happening so that's how that when you talk about mind meditation mindset breath work and how it helps with IBD. If you were to say that straight away to somebody that's suffering at the moment, they'd say, don't be so stupid. Oh, breathing going to help me. You don't know the pain. I mean, you don't know what's happening to me, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But trust me, I do know. And trust me, these things can help. So if you want to know more about how it can help you, then you can contact me at simon at soulbeads.co.uk. As I say, that's S-O-E-L, beads.co.uk. Message me through the website, the link's on the podcast. Get in touch with me, ask me some questions. And if you want, we can work together, all right? But listen, don't let your illness define you. You're still you, and you're strong. And you just live alongside your illness. Don't live against it. Just be together, and you'll live better. All right, take care. I hope you enjoyed it. Any questions, pop them over to me. Love you all. Bye now.